0: Hey everybody, welcome to the King of the Hill podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Rusty. That is right. Uh Rusty, we are all the way to season four, episode six, a beer can named Desire. Yeah, and we uh, changed our setting here a little bit <laughs> for did. everybody we again. Did. Yeah. Hey, I wanna I wanna point out the fence in the back. Um we wanna make this a collection point. So if you've got stickers or anything you want us to put, well, mostly stickers. Mostly um, stickers. I would or say maybe a uh, button. Maybe a, stick button a button on it or, or something. Or uh, if you've got stuff you want to send us. Postcard size yeah, piece yeah. of paper.
1: If you want to print something off and cut it out of a postcard size, maybe that would be fine. If you've got stuff
0: you want to send us, we'll put it on the fence behind us and you'll see it uh, in every episode.
1: And if you want to sponsor something How up here, you caught, if you want exactly. to sponsor an advertisement that goes up here, uh, just DM us for details on that. Uh, and we we'll, And we'll get you worked out on something. And that, that, Depending on you know what we work out depends on how much space
0: you get kind of thing. And If you you'd know like to mean? sponsor so, this part of my forehead, you can do that. Uh, uh, this part of my shirt. I will shave uh, my, my head. Palms.
1: I will shave my head for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. I'd probably shave mine for a, like a buck fifty. Nah, two fifty k, and then it's gone. wow. That's yeah, but really good. all
2: we get is bald rusty. So like, that's it's right. Like, I don't, that, I'm not seeing the equivalent exchange. I'll
1: donate a hundred thousand of it to a charity of your choice. Whose choice? That's still, that's choice. still that's whoever way too to low. Russ, whoever whoever gives like the money. If somebody oh, gives no. me 249000 No, 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 no. No. Oh, no. yeah, that's Mason back, everybody. Mason's Mason. back. Uh, we are recording is. in a way that Mason wasn't able to communicate with us because he, <laughs> yeah, he's generally much. busy while we're recording. Yeah. But no, if Russ, he's, he just hates me. No, nah, we don't hate you, <laughs> Mason. But
0: uh, if he's busy. In the room that he's in now, in the room that we're in, he can still kind of interact, even well, if he's a little busy. Like so. for instance, I know he's got another recording that comes in in about 10, 15 minutes. So okay. uh, we'll get we'll get as much Mason as we can out of him while we can. All right, so we are season four, episode six. That's a not beer your job, Mike. <laughs> a beer can named Desire. You just look like you need it. Uh, and uh, this is a very this is an iconic episode, uh, especially in the Bobby verse. I would say this is um, this is one of the first weird, weird things with Bobby. Like, I mean, there's been some weird stuff before, but this is the first time that they take Bobby off kind of into a different, you know, he becomes a dandy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, gets yeah he gets yep. a little wild on this one. All right, so we start in the alley. Uh, we've got all four guys. and uh, A they, southern gentleman, I think, southern is what are looking sure, for. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Southern gentleman. Uh, dandy. Uh, so they're, they're all out there <laughs> drinking beer and uh, – um, Dale finishes a beer and he looks inside it and signs a flashlight inside and on the bottom inside the can, it says, um, uh, that he didn't win. It says that uh, that there wasn't a winner. So Bill asked him, did you win? He goes, sorry, please drink another beer. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad contest. I mean, you just have to keep drinking beer, you know? Yeah. Uh, he says, that's what Which I call. Which is what they're doing anyway. That's so okay. right. You might as well have a goal. He says, that's what I call losing the battle but winning the war. Bill says, hurry up, Hank, finish your beer. It could be the winning Alamo beer can. And Hank says, Bill, the odds of winning that contest are one in a million. Uh, Dale says, yeah, if you only drink one beer. And he has a point there. It is one in a million yeah, if you only one drink one beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what it yeah. is. got to drink a million beers. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, uh, Dale picks up two beers, starts guzzling both of those. I, I I wrote down double fisting, but I'm uncomfortable with that phrase. You're uncomfortable with that phrase. Uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill says, imagine, Hank, a trip to New Orleans. Chance to meet Dandy Don Meredith. Hey, Dandy wasn't far off, was it? Uh, Dandy Don Meredith and win one of those really big cardboard checks. Um, I want to say, Oh. When we did the Battle of the Bands a few, a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hosted we were, that. We were uh, able well, to.
1: Well, not hosted it. We, uh, yeah. I was a uh, We ran a judge, it. You were a judge. Judge, stuff, judge,
0: yeah. But yeah. we were able to pay the band in one of those giant checks. Oh, yeah, which yeah, Which was yeah. kind of nice. huge paper <laughs> check, that's, yeah. That's the first time I've ever Cardboard been able to check. do that. Yeah. It I always fun. love little
2: contests like this. You know, it's like the uh, McDonald's. Uh, oh, yeah. The stu- uh, you remember the
1: Monopoly have- the thing? thing? Uh, you remember the scam? Oh. The, the, the Monopoly guy? There's a documentary about it. You need to go watch that, Mason. It's real funny. It's about the guy who scammed the entire yeah, Monopoly scamming system. system.
0: McDonald's. Oh, scamming McDonald's.
1: They made tons of money off of it. Oh. And he involved other people, too. He impl- <laughs> he implicated others in his shenanigans.
2: <laughs> I remember just always wanting. I think they were always offering one game console, and I was just always trying to get it. Yeah. Always. It never worked. Did you ever win anything? No, I think I once won a. You no, know, I, I always want, you know, they always sold, they always gave people, you know, a free fry, mm-hmm. a free soda. It's like, a single so fry. You Saved me a dollar. Yeah. 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 All I got from it was high blood pressure and hypertension.
0: So uh, <laughs> we really need some drums, drum sounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, we need a sound. So Mike can hit the <laughs> that that It would have been great. That's what ta-da, we need is a ta-da. little soundboard yeah, where you we need, need a the soundboard. button. We like the
1: little, little Elgato things.
0: <laughs> uh, we've got one in the other room. Just need to set it up. Oh, um, There you go. So I, I enter every contest there is. Uh, my wife gets pissed off at me because I'm always dropping business cards in those fish bowls, you know, at, <laughs> at places, <laughs> Yeah, but to prove our uh, eventually a blind squirrel finds a nut because we won $5,000 worth of furniture one time because I did that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we were well, you to. You know, and I got paid in a big check. I think people uh,
1: underestimate uh, some of those sweepstakes things because some people sure. just don't ever enter. Oh, I'm never going to win. But if you do what you just said that's, and you enter every single one of them you walk across, that's what I'm saying. you're going to win a mall car it's, eventually. It's just numbers, man. Yeah. It's numbers.
0: You're going to eventually win that car in the middle <laughs> of the mall, you know? Yeah, we were able to get some really nice furniture out of the deal. Um, okay, so. Uh, again, Dale's got two beers, putting them down as fast as he can. Bill says, "Imagine Hank a trip to New Orleans to meet, to meet Dandy Don Meredith and win one of those really big cardboard checks." Uh, Hank says, uh, "Sorry," and he lo- he looks in the can and it says, "Sorry, you know, please drink another beer." He's, yeah, he he goes, "This is my favorite with Hank." He goes, "Well, they asked nicely, so <laughs> they asked nicely." <laughs> that's yes, the so. part he's worried about. Uh, some time passes, and there are tons of cans on the ground, which which doesn't seem like a Hank place to hang out. But I, I know that they're fighting this contest. So, uh, oh, by the way, let me go back uh, at the beginning. No bell, no yell.
1: No bell, Just no yell. You know. Also, the title of this uh, uh, show is called uh, uh, "Street Can Named Desire," which is a
0: uh, a, a play on the street car. Tennessee Williams, "A Streetcar mm-hmm. Named Desire." Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. They, uh, he goes, well, you know, at least they asked nicely. A lot of time goes by. There's tons of cans on the ground. Uh, Dale says, sorry, please drink another beer. Cause he's looking in the bottom of the can again. Uh, Bill belches real loud and says there, I made some room so they can drink more beer. Yeah. Uh, Hank said, well, I think I'm gonna call it a night. Uh, and Dale says, pour it on the ground. See if you won. Hank incredulous to that says, I have never poured out beer even to put out a grass fire. He ain't wasting any beer. Not even on a grass fire. Mm -mm, Not wasting beer. He'd probably just stomp.
1: Hank just seems like a stomp it out kind of guy.
0: Oh, yeah. He's not even grabbing the hose until it's dire. He might pee on it before he would pour his beer on it. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. He'd have to pull it out. Yeah, right yeah he, he right would everybody. have to pull his bird out in in the yard. His and do bird, that. and I don't think that
1: I don't think that birdie flies anywhere but a bathroom. You know what I mean? I well, feel like he's the I, kind of guy that when him and Peggy have sex, he wears his boxer shorts and just pulls his junk out the fly.
0: <laughs> it's like a peekaboo. Yeah. Uh, so uh, now we've cut to the kitchen. Hank has come in with his half drank beer, uh, and he gets out. <laughs> this is this is beautiful because this is what I would do. Uh, he pulls out cling wrap and starts putting cling wrap over the beer and sealing it down so <laughs> oh, the carbonation yeah, yeah, yeah. won't get out. And then he puts funny. it in the refrigerator. The, the issue I had with him putting it in the refrigerator is if you know anything about French door refrigerators, generally the one on the left-hand side is the freezer. Oh, and that's and where, that's where he put it. Yeah, that yeah. Is cool. that's not good because your beer will freeze. Well, he's trying to. Well, maybe he's trying to
1: preserve the beer for maybe. another day. Maybe. maybe he is waiting because it's like I know I have fresh beer in the fridge and I didn't finish this one. So when I'm getting close to running out, or maybe, maybe he thaws it out. Maybe he thaws it out before mm. you know. Is he drinking his last beer and he goes up. The, oh well,
0: I've got this half a beer here. I don't know. I would hope not. Um, <laughs> I think it's just uh, anyway. I, I, was, be, I was confused. He doesn't that make freezer.
1: your if a beer fr- if a beer freezes
0: and then thaws out? Doesn't the beer taste watery? It's actually? gonna be it's gonna be flat. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, because yeah, I've tried that. Uh, so on the side of the can it says uh, it's got one of those big bursts and says uh, win the million dollar throw. See inside can. Oh so yeah, one the, of those one yeah. of those throw competition things. That's the competition. Uh, and uh, as he's putting the beer in, in comes Luann. Hi, Uncle Hank. He goes, Luann. Uh, and then she reaches in and gets the half a beer out and drinks it. Uh, she looks in the can and sees, congratulations, you're a winner. Wow. One in a million. And she drank the one. She did it. Well, but. It's like Willy Wonka for drunks. It's true. <laughs> it is like <laughs> Willy Wonka for drunks. Love it. So uh, next we're at the uh, at the kitchen table, and we got Bobby and Luann and Peggy. Uh, they're all sitting there. And Hank, he is worked up. He's kind of. Uh, going back and forth, kind of pacing, uh, and he's giving them what what for. He says, first of all, you didn't win anything. She says, "Uh uh-huh, I won a million dollars. Well, no, Luann, we all know you didn't win a freaking million dollars, but whatever. Hank says, no, the uh, contest gives the winner the right to go to the Dallas Cowboys New Orleans Saints game, throw a football through a small hole in a large beer can for a million dollars, or have Dallas Cowboys legend Don Meredith throw it to win $100,000. If you, uh, if you'd read the point of purchase display at Seven Eleven, you'd know that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he probably read the terms and service too for that shit. Oh, you know he reads all TOS. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Dandy Don Meredith, you know much about him? Uh,
1: Dandy Don Meredith. The only thing that I know about Dandy Don Meredith was that he was uh, the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys yeah. at their inception. Because uh, Dallas Cowboys isn't a legacy team. They are a part of a uh, mm-hmm. an ex- uh, one of the earliest. I think it might be the first expansion, maybe. It might they be one were, of the earliest expansion teams. Well, they? they
0: were they were uh, the Kansas City team. Yeah, they and were. They moved were Kansas to Dallas. City Cowboys or mm-hmm. something, right? And they then were they moved Kansas to City Chiefs. No, it wasn't the Chiefs. It was something. Else. It may have been well, the Cowboys. It, it was something like that. It was yeah. Kansas
1: City something. But I know what you're talking about. And, yeah. then, and then they moved to Dallas in 60, Uh And they've been there. So
0: it says uh, America's team. Joseph, yeah, I don't understand that. Joseph Dandy Don Meredith, born April 10th, 1938. He died December 5th, 2010. I didn't realize that.
1: Oh, rest in peace, Dandy Don.
0: Yeah, he was an American football player, sports commentator, and actor. He played quarterback for all nine seasons of a professional career from 60 to 68 with the Dallas Cowboys of the NFL. Uh, he was named to the Pro Bowl in each of his last three years as a player, which is pretty great in your last three years. Yeah, uh, only
1: played nine years. Yeah, but the I'm last saying three years. I'm
0: saying think about that. You went six years with nothing, and then the last three you go to the Pro Bowl. Oh I mean, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, damn yeah, good. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe maybe the Pro Bowl was the maybe that the inception of the maybe. Pro Bowl kind of overlaps that. Maybe could be. Could be because I I I know he was a good quarterback. He was a really good football player. He
0: was. He was a very good football player. He just wasn't ever on those teams that could do it all. I know? guess you
1: were probably too. Uh, you're too old. You're not. not you're not, you're not, not old enough to have watched him play no, football. No, on TV. he played.
0: Yeah. He played and retired a year before I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not trying to date you or nothing. No, you just did. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it says he uh, became a color analyst for NFL Telecast from 1970 to 1984. That's so probably he, where you remember. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've seen
1: clips, so yeah. I, That's the, That's where I know him from. Uh, I, I've never seen him play football. Obviously, I'm well past yeah. the age of that. Sure. But I have seen tons. I don't of know if clips. you have to throw
0: obviously in there. That makes me feel a little rough. Oh, well, but I just yeah, it's. Just, uh, I mean, well, it joking. might not be obvious care. to them. Some people care. think <laughs> I'm.
1: Some people think I'm in my like mid forties, but I'm barely in my thirties. I don't give a shit. But uh, yeah, I don't either. So, uh, but his color his color commentary is what I was saying is what yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. with Howard Cosell. Yeah. It was stuff him like and Howard that. Cosell.
0: Yeah. yeah, they were they were the team man. Uh, it says as an original member of the Monday Night Football broadcast team, he famously played the role of Howard Cosell's comic foil. Uh Meredith was also an actor, I didn't know this, who appeared in a dozen films wow. and seven major television shows, some of which had him as the main starring actor. He's probably familiar to television audiences as Bert Jameson, a recurring role he had in Police Story. That's Angie Dickinson, Police Story. Angie I believe. Dickinson. Or is that police woman? I don't know. Doesn't matter.
1: Angie Dickinson is the one with the ugly the, the the she has kind of like the the weird, unappealing face. <laughs> She kind of looks like like, uh, like she Mm kind of looks like Hades in uh, the Disney
0: movie. Sure, she she looks like a female James Woods. (laughs) Potentially, like a female James Woods. That's exactly it. Yeah. All right, so uh, he says, you know, you'd know all this if you had read the uh, point of purchase display at Seven Eleven. 11 She says, okay, so I throw a ball through the hole, and then I win. He said, uh, no, no, I paid for that beer, so it's mine. Uh, and she just gives him, like, this real blank look. You know, she's trying to process this stuff in her head, I guess. Yeah. He goes, let's just say it's your beer. How old are you? She says, 19 and a half. He goes, exactly. If you tried to claim your prize, you'd be incarcerated for underage drinking. I don't know that that's true, Hank, but okay. Probably not. Uh, he's just trying to scare her, and he says, so if it's your beer, you'd go to jail. Now, if it's my beer, you get to come to the New Orleans with us, uh, and it's your call. She goes, New oh, Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, so I got a uh, an artifact here. Oh, there you go, an
1: artifact. Artifact. Then, there we go, uh, artifact. artifact. Where has that artifact. been this whole time? Golly, it just artifact. rolled off. We, there you go. So uh, <laughs> here we go from the Arti files. Uh, Luann is 19 and a half years old, as she says here in yeah. season four, episode six. Yeah. Well, according to Artie and the information that he's pulled out of the Artie files, we have uh, information here from season Artie seven, fact. episode 21, which is at least three years later. She turns 21 in that episode, which is titled Night and Deity. So again, that talks back to what we had discussed before we ever started the show. You know, when we first, our first episode where we had talked about continuity Uh and one of the reasons why we like it is because of the different continuity things that they have. And uh, that again is that, that that alludes to one of the continuity things where she ages up, you know what I mean? So, you know,
0: that's funny because I've got a continuity note here in this next scene. Um, We're back in the alley and it's got all four guys there drinking and Hank And Bill both are in light blue shirts, Hmm. which you never see Hank in anything unless he's dressed up to go somewhere. He's always got that white shirt on. It's light blue, which really threw me off. I thought, man, that is so weird to see him in a different color out in the alley you know
1: Yeah, it is weird to see them in a different color. Anytime yeah. you see something like that it's kind of odd because again, we go back to the pure continuity thing. Uh-huh. So when you have one of those things it's it it is it's like a sore thumb sticking out to you cuz you're used to seeing white wife beater or uh, White well, white shirt on him, white wife beater on him, gray button yeah. up on him, and then yeah. a black shirt on him. So anytime any yeah. of them are wearing anything remotely different, it's it's or the shorts when you come in, yes. you, you automatically know that this is going to be a focal point for this episode when there's something odd with their clothing, even though this work really kind of isn't.
0: Yeah, I I have probably seen this episode a hundred times, but uh, because I'm sitting here taking notes now, you notice it. Now. I go, oh shit, look at that. You know, so yeah, that's the reason why uh,
1: it's slowly. Uh, I'm not able to watch it the same way that I was before where I just had it on. Yeah. I yeah. can't just watch it like that anymore. No, I, you start I, I have to, to watch it for the show or I don't watch it. Yeah. You it's really no longer. I know it's your guys comfort show and you all probably put it on, but doing the show we, for you guys, it's really, yeah, made we, it we to just where start I to watch
0: it. We start to really critique it as yeah. we go. It you takes know? too
1: much when I'm doing it. Cause I can't watch just 30 minutes of it anymore. It ends up being an hour and 45, uh, 45 yeah. minutes yeah. and I'm
0: pausing it and I'm Googling and I'm pausing yeah. it and I'm Googling. Yeah. So, well, and the, the, the the other thing that has changed for me for the positive for this show is I notice the jokes a lot more. Like there's some mm-hmm. just little throwaway jokes in there, and I notice those a lot more. Now. Yeah, I do too. Because whenever I watch it now, I watch it with the script open. Yeah. So I have the script yeah. open. I'll
1: have Same the notes, here. and it's just uh, it's become a, a scientific thing. So yeah. I don't really watch it, uh, you know, every day anymore. I just watch I, I watch one episode a week. I watched that episode probably ten, fifteen times that week,
0: but I don't watch, full, you know, I don't watch it in in, yeah. in syndication. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I would? Uh, I get really sad whenever <clears throat> I binge something and then I'm done with it. I just finished all of the seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I'd never uh, watched it all the way through. Yeah, and now I'm sad, and it's not because I don't have more Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's just because I was able to slide into that thing and just get comfortable. You know, yeah, yeah you gotta and really watch seven seasons, you know, or eight seasons, or whatever it was. But uh, now I'm looking for something else, and, and comedy's tough, man. There's just not a lot of great comedy. There's really not. It it's is, either it that is absurdist tough. stuff, which some of it just does not land. Yeah. Or it's stupid stuff, which you know why. You know
1: what <sighs> it is. It's, gross. it's to do with it's it's to do with a lot of uh, the writing woes that are going on yeah. right now. But it's yeah. also do with how easy it is because some of these writers are aspiring comedians. Yeah. And now there's a lot more avenues for these people to where they don't have to sit and write on shitty TV shows. There's more avenues for them to go and do their comedy other places, especially right now in, in Austin with the, the the move, the big huge sure. movement in Austin sure. with uh, the Kill Tony events and stuff that are going on. Mm-hmm. He just had his ten year anniversary for it's his, amazing. and they sold out three thousand seats for amazing. a comedy podcast. Yeah. New Year's, they're selling eight thousand seats at the new HEB Center in Cedar Park, and it's just literally bucket pulls out of a hat, and random people go do sixty seconds of comedy. Amazing, whether they're good or not, it's a show. That's you know what I mean. It's it's comedy is I don't know.
0: It's super amazing. It's
1: in a uh, it's in a renaissance, I think, here in Texas.
0: It is, it is. I think uh, all across. Um, I just finished listening to it was a four part series that uh, Conan O'Brien did on his podcast.
1: Oh, Conan, yeah. I and like it was podcast. the,
0: the never-made Hans and Franz movie, you know, from <laughs> yeah, yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. And it had the guys on there, and they were doing the voices and stuff, and they did the whole script. It was, it was pretty oh, fantastic. Pretty awesome. yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I would love to see that kind of stuff start coming around where there's, like, maybe old things that never got made. Yeah. That maybe they'll make them as animation or they'll make them as whatever, you know, when on one of the streaming platforms or stuff. I would love to see that kind of stuff. And it's getting there. I Any thought. of that inside baseball stuff, I'd love it. Uh, Okay, so we're back in the alley with all four of them. Hank and Bill are in blue shirts for some unknown godforsaken reason. Uh, And uh, Dale says, so, Hank, what are you going to do with the hundred thou? Of course, you could go for the million dollars. And they all just start laughing. And uh, Bill says, you know, I don't think a civilian's ever made it. Uh, I made a 10-pass yard through a one-foot hole. People screaming in the stands, thank God for Don Meredith. (laughs) He just keeps going, you know. Uh, Dale says, uh, thank you, God. In, a, in in response to Thank You, God, for Don Meredith. And Hank just looks – it's the most worried I've seen Hank in in a few episodes. He looks pretty damn worried. Well, you
1: worried. know, I would be worried because you got to think at this point, the man hadn't played football in 35 years. That's true. That's true. Well, well, probably 30 years, not 35 years. 30 years he hadn't played football. So, yeah, you know, he knows, I think, deep down. It's not a sure thing. It's a tough one, yeah, Andy yeah, yeah, yeah. Don might not have that arm.
0: Think about now, that, man. You
1: get one chuck. Now, one if you're talking about – $100,000 for some of the quarterbacks we've got in today's era of football that have retired, like yeah. Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or really? even, even Eli Manning's accurate with the That's ball true. enough to throw it through a hole at 10 yards. So, you know.
0: All right, so we're in the bedroom with Peggy, and uh, uh, Hank is kind of miming throwing. You know, he's over there just kind of kind of working it Doing out. a dry run. Yeah, he's over <laughs> yeah. there working it out. Peggy says, it's like they're paying us $100,000 to meet Don Meredith. Hank says, something I would have done for free. She says, that money could pay for Bobby's college and a mini fridge for his dorm room. (laughs) 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 Hank says, yeah, you know, we could buy all sorts of higher education and appliances with uh, a million dollars. She goes, what? Are you really thinking of taking that throw yourself? He goes, hmm, what do you think if I was thinking that? She goes, Hank, honey, if you're willing to give up a sure thing and go for the million, well, you've got more frijoles than any man I've ever known. And then they start just making out, and I love the shot of their glasses falling to the ground. Yeah, I like that, too. not the clothes, it's cinematic. Again, going back to
1: uh, Wes Archer's animation direction. Uh, Also here, she says frijoles. Frijoles. uh, As... uh, a conversational Spanish speaker, it would be huevos. instead uh, of huevos. huevos is what she was looking for. It's funny that she used beans because it's almost like she uh, it's almost like she sanitized it because you know how she doesn't say cuss words. So yeah. maybe huevos is yeah. just too much for her to say, so the she has to make, say beans instead. Beans I don't make know. No sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's funny.
0: All right, so we're out in uh, the hill garage, and Hank is working. Uh, he is uh, cutting, welding metal. He's he's doing all the stuff. You don't know exactly what he's doing, and then you see. That he has built a giant Alamo can to practice with, uh, and uh, he's put that hole in it so he can go out there and practice throwing balls into the hole. Uh, he is—he's um, one of the hardest workers on things that just don't matter. Don't sometimes, matter, you know. Yeah, he's out there uh, giving it all for. Now over the fence, uh, we see the, the the guys pop their heads up, and Dale says, "What are you doing, Hank?" He goes, oh, uh, just seeing what it's going to be like for Don Meredith at the Superdome because he's throwing balls and he throws one and he misses. Yeah. Uh, Dale. I've, I've, I've got a little bit of information here yeah, from please. Artie
1: about this particular football game that they're going to. So, Artie, you know, uh, this is one of those things where I got to give him two thumbs up for because he yeah. went and dug up football scheduling. That's amazing. For a Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans game.
0: Those used to be big games.
1: Yeah, they were huge games. That was back when they were the Aints. Because, I mean, uh, think
0: about how close they are to each other. You yeah, know, wasn't just, that back just, in, uh, when they were oh, yeah, the Aints? Yeah, yeah. Everybody wore paper
1: bags and stuff oh, in, sure, the audience, yeah. in, in, the, in the crowds. So uh, he goes and digs up the archival footage for us. And uh, apparently around when this episode would have aired and all that, there would have been a game. December 24th, the Christmas Eve game in 1999, mm-hmm. was played by the Saints – and uh, the Cowboys, but he even went as far as to make sure that the game was at the same Stadium. Superdome. Yeah. So he picked yeah. and found the one that's at the, so it was December 24th, 1999. This is, is 99, right? This game. Yeah, we're in 99 right now for the actual show. The actual show's air date, hold on. So this
0: is before. Was
2: November,
1: November 14th. 14th yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is before
0: Katrina, right?
1: Yeah, okay, was way it before s- Katrina. 05. Yeah, six years later.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a while. It was like oh okay. five, right? Yeah. Hey, it's weird for me to see the Superdome now uh, I was after in high all school. that happened. I had know?
1: a uh, teacher. Uh, we had this weird thing happen uh, with geography, our geography class, mm-hmm. where the teacher quit before the start of the year. Mm. So, Or he, he quit like second week of the year. Sure. So they were scrambling to find teachers. So... Uh, our second teacher that year was this guy who had property in New Orleans. And when Katrina hit that, that time he had to leave. Oh, I bet. So he left and then we ended up with like a third guy. And the third guy was, Probably one of the best teachers I've ever had in my life. Yeah, he was a musician, and he was real young. He was, like, fresh out of Baylor. He was a real, real good guy.
0: He was able to get along with you guys.
1: They sucked it right out of him. They sucked all the life out of him. Yeah, Yeah. he went to Valley Mills.
0: He went to Valley Mills after, like, three years. It's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. It's tough to teach kids. Public school. Dale says, "Uh, how about I come with? I've always wanted to eat fried dough in the most corrupt city on earth. I just love that phrase. (laughs) Uh, Hank says, "Uh, that's nice and all, but uh, you don't have to bother. He goes, it's no bother. You can drive us, and we'll stay in your hotel room yeah it's no bother for you dale you're, no he's bother gonna drive you. For you Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna drive you and you're gonna stay in his room uh hank says uh well i guess we could and we go man we're going to new orleans and so all the guys are going all of a sudden yeah, yeah yeah uh bill says hey you know i'll come with too the doe trees are from louisiana i lived in the bayou till i was six years old which we've never heard uh no, my, i've never heard that my aunt, aunt sma still lives there uh you think we can look her up and Hank Well we
1: looked her up and Esme is played I just want to go ahead And get this out of the way Before Anne Esme Even gets a talking bit uh, She's actually played By Meryl Streep Oh my god really Yeah but we also have A bunch of voices In huh. this one So I'll go ahead And run it down real fast Yeah please uh, You got Lily Who we'll meet in a minute uh-huh. Marty Maguire Okay Don't even know who that is Don't know who that is uh, Violetta is played By Natalie Maines No clue who that mm-hmm. is uh, Rose is played By Emily Steyer don't know uh, who that and is. And then you. Gilbert's David Herman. We know who he is. Gilbert. Uh, yeah, Gilbert del Trev. He's uh, David Herman. is David Herman the, uh, does all regulars. the weird voices. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the rigs.
0: So he says, I've lived in the bayou till I was six years old. My aunt SMA still lives there. You think we can look her up? And Hank, again, incredulous to it. Just is like, dang it. I know we can. I planned out the route to New Orleans very carefully. There's plenty of time for a side trip. I just love that that's like a it's a bring down for him. You know, he's like, Yeah, yeah I did a really good job. I did a good job. Now we gotta pull <laughs> off over here. Dale says, Bill, I didn't know you grew up in Cajun Country and I don't care. And then the boys just leave. <laughs> they all just leave. Yeah. Uh, Hank throws a ball through the hole and then he throws a whole bunch through the hole. It just bam, 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 bam. Uh, Next thing we see is he's in the garage. He's rolling in that giant can. And uh, Peggy says, And how is my man with the golden arm? And you can tell that they did it. Because they're both in very good spirits with each other. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, They definitely got uh, they definitely got all that <laughs> tension out the way. Uh, she says, "How is my man with the golden arm?" He goes, "Call the bank. Make sure there's room in our account for a million dollars." That's a funny joke. <laughs> That's one of them ones that you're talking about where you see might have not room. got it. It might have passed you before, but you're sitting there <laughs> analyzing the show like we do. Yeah. See if there's room. Let's see if there's room. Uh, she goes, uh, "You gonna go for it?" Oh, Hank. He says, yeah, well, I made 42 of 50, would have made 43, but I used to throw to drop a blue jay at 20 feet before he could poop on your car. (laughs) And she goes, oh, you're that good? He goes, "Mm mm-hmm. I guess you could say my aim is deadly. And he kind of laughs and he goes, that blue jay's fine, though. You Yeah, the (laughs) the blue jay's good. I love that joke. All right, that is the first commercial break. We're going to take it also, and we will be right back with you guys let me tell you rusty uh eating healthy used to be a struggle for me but that was before i discovered the Blendjet two portable blender the blend two now when fast food temptation strikes i just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie you know they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender yeah and there's some really good flavors in there i mean there's some like that mo- matcha thing the green matcha yeah 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 those are pretty damn good uh, Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb. Don't, it doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C, which has saved us all. There's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over and over and over and and then finally finding how it plugs in, you know? Oh, yeah, I don't like that either. USB-C saved us all. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, There's 30-plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a BlendJet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one? lavender oh, one? i think ours is lavender uh yeah.
1: mine is the toy story aliens oh yeah it's like the pizza planet one Ooh, yeah that Ooh. one yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh
0: yeah they've got some really cool uh, uh colors and yeah. but i really like the patterns i know one of the people here got one that looks like woody the sheriff is there a from- code with them there is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab, grab, grab yours Glimbity, today. Glimbity, glab glob. it today. Glimbity, uh, Glimbity, Glimb. And when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. B-W-A-A-A-1-2. That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 Portable Blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code bwaaa 12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. BlendJet 2, formerly known as BlendJet. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's me, your puzzle-loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle-loving pal? I didn't know you were a puzzle-loving pal. <laughs> I got to tell you about my latest obsession. It's Wongo Puzzles. Uh, These things are the real deal. They are high-quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this, uh, my parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit, and uh, they make uh, they, they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah. Like, there's always a table that what has, like, an unfinished do, puzzle. Right. Yeah, it's either that or, I don't know, uh, feel, <laughs> feel your bones. Uh, so they it, these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are 100% wooden. Uh, they'll last forever. Uh, each piece is hand-drawn. Just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand-drawn, hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun whimsy pieces as you work through it. Whimsy. They yeah. come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these Wongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty, pretty – You can't go wherever Wongo <laughs> – with uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. Uh, what, so what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. And we are back. Uh, We are on our way to New Orleans with the hills and everybody in the car. Um, It pans down and we see the sign that says New Orleans 76 miles. Uh, and then they pull over into this shack and this is, it, it felt a little, I don't know, like, like they were making fun of these guys, which they're just people who live in Cajun country, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're over there speaking Creole to each other and kind of laughing. But they're <coughs> dirty and sweaty, and the windows are broken they're in the, the shack. Swamp. They're down there in the bayou. Stuff. I know it just seemed a little yeah. I don't know. It's that bayou
1: living uh, down in so, the bayou. So they're yeah. they're watching, I really like that. That's one of my favorite American regional accents. Oh yeah, it's a great it's accent. The, the bayou accent.
0: I like the Appalachian. I like accent the Appalachian
1: well. too. Yeah. You know, actually, with the Appalachian, uh, they say there's documentaries and stuff about the Appalachian Mountain voice. Yep. Like the sound, they say that's as close as you can get to colonial American, what we would oh, have wow. sounded like in colonial that America. That makes sense. And uh, hmm. that's the closest you get to uh, the Queen's. Well, it's not the Queen anymore. The King's yeah. English being yeah. spoken in the United States. Huh. It's like the the, the the closest connection that you can get. You would not
0: put those two together, but I can see that. But
1: but what they do is on that documentary is they break down all the vowel sounds and stuff, and then mm-hmm. they have like uh, you know somebody speaking how they would have spoke back then, and then listening to the accent side by side. You could definitely see the the morph. Like you could definitely tell that they are definitely kind of similar. That's super interesting.
0: Yeah. That's the, cool. Because the isolation is what how isolated they are. I don't, doubt that. I don't are. doubt that. These guys are dirty, sweaty. They're in a shack. they got broken windows around them, uh, and they're speaking Creole to each other. Hank says they're speaking some kind of French. Peggy, here's shitty petty, Peggy for you. Yeah. She comes in and goes, oh, okay, let me handle this. I speak Spanish. It's the same thing.
1: Well, no, it's not, Peggy, but okay. Yeah, Artie's got something for us real quick on that. I'll run over that real fast. Yeah, so, sure. So, Artie... Goes ahead and says, of course, these two languages are similar, which most people know. Romance languages are similar. French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, and Romanian. But they're not the same. But they're not the same. And then Creole is definitely not the same as any of that. The Mm -hmm. only thing that it's Mm -hmm. closely even, and it's not... The same at all. The grammatical structure and everything is different. The only yeah. thing that's the same generally is just words. They use some of the same words that French use, mm. like some French uh, terminologies in it, because of course. But other than yeah, but that, that's probably
0: more of like a Latin thing, like where Creole, it all yeah. came from the root. You yeah, know? It came I mean, from uh, uh, what they call it, uh, vulgar Latin, and that what it was. Yeah, called? Something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Uh, so she goes, you know, okay, hold my beer. Let me handle this. Uh, she goes, I speak Spanish. It's the same thing. Hey, senor. Dígame le dirección. I don't know what the she says. Dígame
1: direcciones a la casa de los dotrives, por favor. Which just means nothing. nothing. It just means nothing. Uh well she did say something about directions to a house. I don't know what digame
0: means. She says to she says to Hank, he wants a tip. The guy never said anything. He what, is it, he, yeah. what is he? Bill, Bill, though, he steps right in front yeah. and Je just mapelle. starts speaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he just starts speaking Creole. Just boom, 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 boom. Which that means, how are you in French? Je right. m'appelle. I think that that's what that means. So the next thing we see is we're, this is odd to me, too. They're driving a red minivan. Where did this, is this, uh, is it uh, Dale's? Uh, Doesn't uh, what's her name have a red minivan? No, she's got a red car. Yeah, I got a red car. I don't know. I The only thing I can think of is they rented this, Right. Oh, actually, sorry, I spoke I spoke wrong. J My Pen means
1: my name is. Oh, okay. So he's introducing okay. himself. Okay, my bad.
0: But, but yeah, yeah, that's the no, only place yeah. I can think of that's where the they got this I red minivan. Too. Yeah, because I, I just wrote Enterprise? down. Enterprise. Yeah, I just wrote down driving in a red minivan we've never seen. Uh, you've got Pink, uh Pank. You got Peggy and Hank in the front. Hank, of course, is driving. You got and you can see Bill, Dale, and could be Boom. Bills. We never see Bill a vehicle. Nah, true. for Bill, right? We see Bill, uh, Dale, and Boomhauer in the back. Dale and Boomhauer both passed out asleep. Bill is just real, uh he's he's ready, boy. He's he's like a he's like a dog in a car, you know. He's yeah. he's ready to go. Now, here in a minute we see uh Lou Ann and Bobby, but I don't see them in this van. No, I don't either. Maybe there's a third row and they're laying down car. or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, don't cause know everybody that's the, well because
1: everybody's in that van that's there, that's mm-hmm. present. It'd be know.
0: seven people in that van.
1: Maybe they're in the
0: luggage. They're curled up in the luggage rack. Right? Yeah. Uh, Peggy says, Bill, I had no idea you spoke Cajun. Perhaps that's because I try not to ask you questions. <laughs> it's <fucked> up. <laughs> Bill says, Well, I had no idea either. Uh, and then he points at a mansion they're coming up on and he goes, Voila, you see, you see. Hank says, Good lord, I always figure your family lived it's in a tar, tar paper, paper shack. Shag, God,
1: <laughs> Bill, good lord, that's a good
0: one. Bill just goes, Nope, just like it doesn't even phase him. Nope, nope. Uh, they pull up and Hank and Peggy and Bill get out, uh, and then here comes uh, the aunt, three more girls and a guy in a white suit. Uh, they come out to greet Bill at the front of the at the front of the mansion. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the aunt comes out and she says William, and uh, he comes over and speaks uh, some Creole to her, and then goes Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Luann. and again I just wrote from where, where from the hell where they come where do they come from? And then Dale and Boomhauer. Right. so he introduces all of them. Uh, and, uh, he says, uh, uh, who are you? Uh, answers in the, answers in the form of English, please. Dale saying this to all those girls up there. He goes, who are you? Answers in the form of English, please. Uh, and, he, uh, Gilbert says, I am Gilbert Fontaine de la Tour d'Autrive, the man of the house. And he bows to Dale. Dale just goes, yeah. Dale Gribble. Uh, and then here comes Rose. One of the girls that came up, she comes over to Bill. I am Rose, the youngest Bill's like, Oh, uh, and then in comes another one. I am Lily, the youngest looking. He's like, Muh-huh-huh. and then in comes another one. Uh, it says, you're terrible. I am Violetta, the pretty one. Uh, and then, uh, uh Bill looks at him and goes, you are a garden of women. <laughs> Whatever that wow. means. You a garden. Cause it's Lily and Rose and Violetta. <laughs> Uh, and then one of them says, uh, and you are the William. We've heard so much about the last remaining doe tree male, or should I say, uh, and she looks back at Gilbert and Gilbert goes, oh, don't bother. So insinuating that. It is it's insinuating, it's that insinuating that he's homosexual. That he's homosexual. Yes, homosexual. yes. Yes. But uh, they never say it, which I was pretty, <laughs> he's like, ah, don't bother. Uh, okay. Which is funny that he says that. It is funny, yeah. I don't know. That's, he's a good, good, good stuff, character. He's a, very, yeah, he's good a character. very
1: good character. So David Herman, <laughs> again, you know, kills it with one of these uh, side side bits that he sh- uh, we get. He shows up
0: again, right? Gilbert? Yeah, you know. he shows
2: up again uh, when Bill uh, makes that uh, barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. all pissed at him. That's right. That's right. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah I knew we saw him at again. At this point, I think Mason might know King of the Hill better than me. He does. He knows it very, very well. Uh next scene we see is Hank. he's out there messing with the spare on the minivan. He's taking it down off the back there, yeah, uh, and uh, Gilbert comes out and he's looking at him and he goes, "Oh,, uh, you kind of snuck up on me there." He goes, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry, I've always been a creeper. Who the hell calls
2: himself a <laughs> creeper?" <laughs>
1: Uh, this part right here,
0: a like Violetta says, I
1: creep like the kutzu vines that are slowly but surely strangling our Dixie.
0: You know, until <laughs> until a while back, I didn't know what kudzu was. Yeah,
1: I didn't either. But uh, it is. It's,
0: it's an invasive species that yeah, just takes over. Invasive. Yeah,
1: super invasive. So here we go. Uh, kudzu vines known as myla minute and the vine that ate the south mm. are native to Japan and southeast China. It was introduced in 1876 as an vine ornamental. That ate the south. Yeah, it was uh, as an ornamental. Uh, it spread from the 30s and 50s because it is good for erosion control. Mm-hmm. And during sure. the 30s, yep. there was a lot of that erosion issues. It's tough, like it. It'll yeah, hold real hardy. Hard together. Yeah. yeah, it's real hardy. And it says that uh, has to. Be. Uh, this doesn't really matter, I guess. Really, but here we go. Uh, it it will. It can grow up to a foot a day. But, wow! But other than that, kuzu, that's, a lot, that's a lot. It's like asparagus. <laughs> that is a lot. That's like asparagus. Yeah. You could harvest asparagus in the morning and go out by the by the time the day's really? end, and you got enough oh, to shit, snip again. That. They huh? grow really fast. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kudzu plants produce purple or red flowers after three mm. years. Mm. The leaves, flowers, and roots are edible. The root should be cooked. So if you're eating the kudzus, just make sure you cook the kudzu root. Okay, let me
0: uh, let me go ahead and take that down as a note. I'm that sure we cut don't cut have any fans eating kudzu roots. Kudzu vines, I imagine yeah. our fans are
1: in a Taco Bell drive-thru at 2 a.m. Uh, <laughs> they may be in a Taco Bell drive-thru. Questioning
0: me speak. life choices, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, could be worse. Uh, or maybe it can't be. Uh, he, says, uh, <laughs> he says, he calls himself a creeper. He says, Violetta says, I creep like kudzu vines. Uh, he goes, uh-huh. Uh, and then he says, what fantastic, or what fascinating, fascinating thing are y'all doing? <laughs> he says, uh, I'm going to be throwing a target about yay big at the Cowboy Saints game. If I make it, I win a million dollars. And he's, he's referring to the, to the, uh, to the spare. So I'm assuming he was going to take it out and uh, try to throw the ball through it. Yeah. Uh, he goes, uh, golden Richards was a Dallas Cowboy. I he's- got
1: something on him though. So,
0: uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know why this matters. I remember Golden Richard. It says he was born on New Year's Eve, 1950. I'm not sure what the relevancy of that is already, but here we go. It's a party. There you go. And uh, he played football for the Bears and for the Cowboys. He only played 86 games total in his whole career. I remember the name, though. Yeah. He was known for his blonde hair and his handsome smile. Mm -hmm. He never had any kids, which that put a lot of speculation in the media that he might be potentially gay. Sure. And then he was arrested for drugs and had a reputation of being an alcoholic drug user, which, again, people – associated with homosexuality in this ignorant era of time that we lived in yeah because only homosexuals are alcoholics yeah only we know that yeah i probably yeah, i know more science has told us that <laughs> yeah drinking beer is going to make you gay uh so the cross section one of these kind two of past so just the one so he speculates this is already speculation not my speculation mm-hmm. or mike's this, is belongs, yeah, this one belongs sure. to Artie, just in case it offends somebody asterisk asterisk uh, yeah, asterisk it says the cross section of these two paths uh, him potentially being gay and then him uh, being a drug addict, alcoholic mm-hmm. sure. might be the cross section where him and Gilbert have met.
0: Oh, could be. So yeah, that's, absolutely. that was his speculation. Gilbert says, uh, golden Richards was a Dallas cowboy. And Hank says, yeah, yeah. He caught a touchdown in super bowl. What do you say, uh, 22, 22. He goes, he was a beautiful man. I knew him briefly.
2: And yeah, <laughs> I, Hanks, I knew Hanks, him briefly. It's just like,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's the only thing. Okay, now we're in the mansion and Peggy is walking around with Aunt Esme. Uh, they're looking at Meryl all the,
1: Streep, everybody.
0: They're looking at all the beautiful paintings and stuff, and there's this giant painting of a man and Esme says, My husband Alphonse Dotrieve, William's uncle by blood. Uh, and Peggy says, When did he pass? He goes, Oh, he lingers in a room in the back of the house, hanging on by the thread of a hope he'll see the Dotrieve name passed on to another generation. Does William have any sons? Uh, Peggy says, nope. Bill is unhappily divorced and without child. (laughs) Unhappily (laughs) divorced and without child. Damn. Uh, Such a bitch. <laughs> she, she is. I don't even care what anybody <laughs> thinks. She is a bitch, SMA, straight up. SMA says, "Oh pity, the Doltry blood is down to a trickle. My two sons and my son-in-law, Garrick, Renee, Emeril, died of arterial sc- sclerosis in their twenties, leaving three desperate, childless widows to wander this house. They are strings mm-hmm. on a harp stretched far too taut. Too taut. I they, love the language. Yeah. If they are not strummed soon, <laughs> will they really need to be strummed?" <laughs> Peggy says this is right out of shakespeare okay idiot uh (laughs) now we're at the we're at the graveside where one of the one of the sons was buried uh and bill is he's like trying to get the the kudzu i guess off of the off of the tombstone and um uh, one of the girls comes up rose uh we find out she says uh this is my husband Garrick. The Louisiana diet will kill a man as surely as a sword. Oh, no, this is before that. So he's yeah. just standing in front of it. They're both standing there watching. He goes, uh-huh. So, uh, Rose, you're not married? She goes, I'm all alone in this world, William. And then they start fr- speaking French. She literally slams him down on top of a grave and starts making out with him. Oh, yeah, right easy. in there <clears throat> okay
1: Okay, this is, this is the thing that I was confused about about this episode. And uh, – I might be jumping the gun because they might address yeah. it, but I don't remember it being addressed. Uh, why? Oh, okay, never mind. I got it now. So all these three women are in-laws, not...
0: Yeah, well, okay. they do that, address it here yeah, in a second. Yeah, they do. You're right. But it I still doesn't now. make a whole hell of a lot of sense to it
1: me. It really doesn't because, like, three dudes die, and then you grab the other. Like, why don't they just go... Uh, it's not 1875. That's what the whole thing show is. is yeah, it's like yeah. they're stuck in this you know, friggin' time warp and they're living by like an 1875 sure. standard yeah. where if the brother oh, dies, maybe even earlier. Yeah. If yeah. the brother dies, the, the, the woman marries the next available brother yeah, yeah, kind of
0: thing. Yeah. So what we're dealing here with are, uh, two, let's see what she say, uh, two sons and a son-in-law. Those are the three that have died. Mm-hmm. So the women married to the two sons would not be by blood. So that's fine. It's the son in law. That's the one that's by She blood. would be his cousin. And so that would be by blood. That that's the one you want to stay blood. away from. And so he has to figure that out. But I imagine
1: in antebellum Louisiana. I don't think it matters. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah.
0: It, well, current Louisiana, I mean, could, it might not matter. <laughs> well, I'm just saying this far down in the bayou, you could probably not see another human for a year yeah. you know i mean so. i have a
1: a buddy down in uh, lafayette uh, yep. he's actually read every book inside of the lafayette library he's got like a Holy little pl- placard for it wow. because he's read all their books
0: but uh, best I ever got was eating a 72 ounce steak. I got my picture yeah. on the wall. I did. Oh, I did, no, did, no.
1: Well, he was uh looking for uh, he'd never eaten a bagel ever in his life. And oh, we yeah? were, we were yeah. talking about it. Was we like, I was like, you never had a bagel. I said, yeah. There's no bagel yeah. shops in Lafayette. Yeah. Well, he goes, Well, he goes, I don't think there's a Jewish population in Lafayette. It's probably pretty true, but it's not. We went and looked it up, really. And Lafayette, there's this big oil, it's like a big oil town, huh. and there's like this big oil center. That was started and still named after a Jewish oh, guy that wow. had built the built it out and everything. So it was really really funny. I was like, "You're the only dude that lives in a Jewish community that does not have it's a lock." Never, never or had a, a lot available yet. to you. You
0: know, I I didn't realize until maybe a month ago that that Waco, the town we live in, w- had a highly uh, Jewish uh, beginning. I uh, I a lot of the either. people that started this town, no yeah, yeah, big Jewish, big Jewish community at one time, not anymore. Uh, so, uh, now we're at the graveside. She, she throws him down, starts kissing on him, making out on, uh, now we're back in the mansion and, uh, I, I wrote down looking for Rose. Uh, Bill is coming through there going Rose, Rose. And we hear this triangle playing ding, ding, you know. Uh, he goes, "Oh, hello, Lily. That was pretty. Now, what song was it, or or is it supper time? That that's a wonderful Bill question <laughs> yeah. right there. Was that a song, or does yeah. that mean it's time to yeah. eat? Yeah, that it's time to eat." Uh, she goes, oh, "My late husband Renee, and I used to make music together. Now they are only notes. Uh, and I wrote down on the fainting couch. I think they're sitting on what they oh uh, uh, the fa- they they couch call them fainting almost. couches, yeah. where it was kind of like a kind of like
1: a sunbed almost yeah. something. Yeah. Something
0: you'd have in a parlor. Yeah. Uh, and Bill." picks up an accordion out of nowhere and just starts playing it playing a beautiful uh, melody yeah. it wasn't just like picking it up and no, playing it, it was just like do, do, picks do, do, it was he like i mean he's just playing this beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah and she says uh, oh you play beautifully and she starts crying a little bit and he goes i'm surprised as you are and this, then uh, this scene is one of my favorites at the movie right here. she jumps over on him and starts kissing him and then she realizes what she's doing she gets up and just runs off she's probably the cousin yeah it could be uh, later on, we're in Gilbert's bedroom with Bobby, the aunt Esme, and this is Gilbert, insane, my, bad, my bad. I jumped the gun in yeah, this front is of amazing. the, in front of the shipper robe or the wardrobe full of clothing. And, uh, uh, the aunt says, uh, Robert, a young gentleman like you should dress for dinner. And when she says Robert, she's speaking to Bobby now. Yeah. Robert. Right? Robert. Uh, Gilbert says. Kind of like, uh, Colbert, Colbert, Stephen uh-huh. Colbert, Colbert. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Gilbert says, uh, well, let's just poke around my old shiffer robe and find you something suitable. My Lord, this muggy November weather gives me the, the horrors, <laughs> Robert. This here is velvet, not velveteen. And he says so his we'll name learn in, learn I, I wrote I wrote down, Robert. Robert. So, Robert, this here is velvet, what not is, velveteen.
1: Did you write down what the difference between velvet and velveteen? I did not. Velveteen?
0: I just know that he pulls out the little blue suit that looks like a little Fauntleroy suit and uh, gives it to Bobby, and Bobby starts rubbing it on his face. <laughs> he says, uh, between velvet and velour, he goes, uh, a gentleman must learn the difference. And uh uh Bobby right, here just, you go. he rubs it on his face and he just goes, My lord. <laughs>
1: For the fans here. Yeah. Uh you can go to threadsmonthly.com is where we're getting this information from. So velvet has high pile, whatever that means. And it's a glossy thicker. oh thicker. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it has a high Oh, that's like when you drop it on the ground, like, like the carpet, how high you know, like this has zero
0: in. pile to it, but then you'd get the shag, which is a high pile. Ah, oh, I got yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So velvet has a high pile and glossy shine, making it better for luxurious evening wear and upholstery. I had a
0: high pile one time I had to take a bunch. Of yeah, yeah, like. yeah. I've I've had a few of those. Sure.
1: Uh I was stopped up one time so bad... I somehow thought it was a great idea to go eat at a steakhouse. We oh, ate, no, we ate a steakhouse. No, I ate a twenty-two ounce steak a plug, and man. two pints of beer, and nope. it wasn't a plug. It was a deluge. Was it really? I went home after did? after eating that twenty-two ounce steak and those two beers, <laughs> and it was like two weeks just fell out of me. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, but back to the velveteen. So. Thank you very much for everybody who was listening. <laughs> <laughs> so the velvet has a high pile, glossy shine. <laughs> velveteen has a short pile. It's stiff and structured, and has yeah. no drape yeah. or shine. So, okay,
0: like, so it's it's more of like you know, throw those pillows or something. Well, you know, yeah, fern, throw or pillows or, like or, or those kids' or. books where it has the thing that they can touch or, or whatever. Uh, it's but you're right, it's those throw pillows, me kitchen, kitchen chairs, kitchen the ones that uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to sit in unless you're eating. That's right, that's yeah. right, that's seen, folks. weird, but okay. Uh, all right, yeah. so now we're in the big dining room, uh, and Gilbert says, a Dinner like youth will be served. Uh Boomhauer is standing there and one of the girls walks past him. He goes, Yo. And I just wrote down that he's wearing his Miami Vice coat because that's how he dresses fancy. He dresses oh, yeah, like yeah, one of the girls from Miami on, Vice. Yeah. yeah. Uh she just goes right past him to greet Bill, uh, who is in his um one suit and tie that he owns. Uh and she it's Lily, and she just goes, Hello. Uh and then you get uh Gilbert again saying, I present you young Master Robert. Uh, Bobby comes out in his blue velvet suit, and he's got this orange. I wrote down bow tie, but it's not really a bow tie. It's like a. It's like a a, a bow. That looks been like tied, uh, like you know? the colonel.
1: Like oh yeah, Colonel Sanders oh, yeah. wears that big kerchief thing or whatever <laughs> the hell they call
0: that damn thing. It really is amazing. Uh, Sma says, <laughs> "Lovely." Uh, and then, of course, it pans to Hank, and Hank's like, "Oh my God, uh, Bobby, why don't you?" Uh, Uh, Let me sit next to Gilbert so we can uh, talk sports. Uh, So, Gilbert, uh, how do the Saints look this year?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this line right here. Gilbert, he goes, I'm more familiar with sinners than Saints, my dear, and sinners always (laughs) look good. And once again, Hank is very
0: confused. He doesn't know exactly what's going on Yeah, he don't know whether this guy's left or right. So uh, we we now see uh, something that doesn't have any dialogue, but it's uh, after dinner, Bill... He's putting on a little performance for the ladies. The girls are all watching. He's doing that knee slapping thing where you dance and you slap your knees and stuff to the, <laughs> yeah. to the, to the music. Gilbert's over there playing the accordion. He's got, he doesn't have a, it, it looks like a cigar, but I think what it is, is it's one of those extensions that has a cigarette on it. You uh, know, the yeah, little yeah, holders. Yeah. I If we have about, any yeah.
2: listeners from New Orleans, particularly of the female variety, <laughs> please email us and explain <laughs> if at all possible. And I'm sorry for cursing. How the fuck is this sexy? Yeah, I don't know. I'm dealing, I don't know. I'm Slapping your know legs and stuff? Yeah,
0: yeah, no. I don't, oh, don't think it is. Either.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I think this show is, uh, this particular episode is kind of weird because they're doing things that were hip and cool, you know, 150 years before this episode oh, yeah. aired. Yeah, it's old
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, it, and I want it to be known that the tune that Gilbert is playing in the in the uh, script here, it says playing sprightly tune. So it's a sprightly tune he's playing. Uh, now we're in bed with uh, Hank and Peggy, which has become a normal thing. Uh, uh, but I don't, the, I don't want to interrupt you for yeah, a second, yeah. but Go for uh, it. I just saw one of his notes uh, yeah.
1: that I missed.
0: This is so, uh, Artie's notes? Artie's notes. Artie facts?
1: Artie facts. So earlier it says youth will be served. Yes. Okay, so I know nothing about this at all, but according to Artie, there's a 1940 musical Youth will be served, whose title is based on the proverb. Youth will be served, mm-hmm. and the proverb goes: When all the world is young, lad, and all the trees are green, and every goose a swan, lad, and every lass a queen, then they for boot and horse, lad, and round the world away. Young blood must have its course, lad, and every dog is day.
2: Mm. Does he mention wow. who wrote that? Or
1: uh, no, uh, he doesn't. Jeff. Uh, Jeff from the corner store wrote right. that. Oh, it, so was sorry, good. it was. Sorry, I good. might have missed. I love it. English we, uh, prose, though it's got to be some kind of English prose because the way it the way it runs. Rhy- did we what?
2: to talk over you, Rusty. No, no, you're um, good, buddy. Did we already mention that who, uh, what, who Gilbert is based off of, or not yet? Oh, no. Gilbert, no. no, no, no. Oh no, um, this is based on the wiki, but it's uh, kind of obvious, especially with given the title of the episode. He's very much based off of uh, Tennessee Williams. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes total yeah, sense. I, yeah,
1: I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I already kind of put something in here about Tenna- that. He said that Peggy says the story is straight out of Shakespeare, Shakespeare not, but it, no, he says it's, it's more Williams. of a Tennessee
2: Williams and Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. He wrote that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't that a uh, Mason fact? He I don't was know very shit about like it. This. He was very much like this. He was very, like, Southern. Outgoing, Southern. He was a dandy, you know, all is of that. that
1: how, of stuff is that how, is that, because I don't know anything about that. Uh, is that a movie or something? Streetcar Name Desire? Did they adapt it into a film, though? Oh, yeah.
0: Yes, they did. Many times.
1: Uh, the first one, though, like, is it, is it worth watching?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one has uh, Marlon Brando. He's oh, the, Marlon Brando's he's the, the dandy? Guy who goes he out. looks like no, Gilbert. No 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 no, no. Oh. no, 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 He's the guy who's in love with the girl, and he's. it's the famous scene where he's out on the street ripping his shirt open uh, and stuff. I you got know? you, yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny,
1: though, because uh, Marlon Brando kind of looks like Gilbert. Like Gilbert might have been he modeled did. after He a did young back then, Marlon yeah, Brando. Yeah. Like a really young Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando
0: used to be a badass. Yeah. I mean, he really was. He's in some good movies. Um, but but from it,
1: badass to asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to 540 pounds uh, I, I love it when it smells like uh what do you say uh what's the apocalypse now quote oh um, uh,
1: i love it when it smells like napalm in the morning yeah, yeah. yeah he was hard the ass. smell of
0: napalm in the morning yeah. uh uh yeah he uh i always get that one and cat on a hot tin roof mixed up in my head for okay. some reason yeah. yeah they're 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 both kind of the same kind of setting you know uh, anyway, okay, so we're in a bed uh, with Hank and, Hank and Peggy, and they're in this giant room. It looks like a vampire's house, right? Yeah, uh, it's a crazy house. It's a big four-poster bed, and it's got the mosquito netting over it and stuff. It's a very controversial home these days. Oh, yeah, it's antebellum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, antebellum. antebellum. Do they still uh, say
1: antebellum? They haven't created another word for that yet? No. Bellum, I know
0: they took away Dixie from the chicks. Bellum's fine using bellum, that. Just yeah, bellum, just bellum. Yeah, he's fine. Just bell, not even uh, um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Leave out the um. Don't put that um in your mouth. Hank says, uh, oh, "Get me out of here." Uh, Peggy says, "Honey, you need to try and relax before your big throw." Hank says, "Yeah, uh, you know I'm not sure being a millionaire is such a good idea." Bobby's only been around rich people for a few hours, and he already looks like that kid on the paint can. So, uh, right. I had to look up kid on the paint can.
1: Yeah, Dutch Boy Paints. It is. Paints. It's, it's, it's boy Dutch Paints. Boy Paints.
0: I don't know if you can see that in the camera, but uh, I watched
1: this show with. Uh, uh, i watched this show a bunch, and I've seen that paint can, and I just never even knew it was a brand. I thought it was just made for the show.
0: I'm showing it to Mason here. Yeah, yeah it's a little... Let's see it again. I mean, yeah. I've already seen it. It says, it, well, hang on one second. It oh, says, uh, Dutch boy icon was originally created to symbolize a superior method for creating paint products known as Dutch process. The Dutch process originated with two chemists in the 16th century Holland and set the standard of paint quality and beauty for centuries to come. Wow. The legacy lives on with Dutch boy paint. Oh, so so know about paint, Dutch boy, is that what uh, Vic Mackey called Dutch on the shield? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow. Shield reference. That's, that's crazy. Wow. Um, Isn't that Don? Good Shickles? job. Good job, though. Don Chickless, right. Say what? Was it no? No. no what's that one? No, it's uh, uh. Vic Mackey, The Shield, FX. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. Great, great show. Remember, he's, he's Al Capone of, with a badge. That is one of the first ones that. That's one of the first TV shows that surprised me with something, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, at the end of the pilot the explosion. Right? Oh no! The explosion later in the car, like that, that kills off one of the main characters. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm like, holy shit, that's not supposed to happen. And actually, and it was done by another main character. That's right. Yeah. And actually, Dutch Boy is still a company. It, it's still a company, and they still use Since that the kid. 1900s. Yeah, Since they still use that kid. But what they're referring to is that blue thing he's got on. He just oh, looks yeah. like he looks yeah. goofy as hell. He looks very goofy in his velour. Looks like um, well, it looks like a painter suit. Well, I mean that's what does. that's what yeah. Payboy's Boy's wearing. It is really like is. A yeah, suit. it's just yeah. a painter suit. Uh, so, uh, he says, uh, you know, he's only known these rich people for a while, which I don't think they're rich, but he goes, he's only known for a few hours and he already looks like the kid on the paint can. Uh, Peggy said, there's more to it than that, isn't there? He goes, this place, it gives me the creeps again with the creeps. Everything's upside down. Uh, Bill's getting women and Bobby. Well, I missed a bunch of throws today and I'm just thinking what happens when I get to the Superdome with all those fans watching? Here comes Peggy with her sage advice. She says, don't you think Don Meredith missed a few passes in practice? But when the game was on the line, he put his money, uh, he put it right on the money to bullet Bob Hayes and Lance No Pants uh, Rinsel." Yeah, uh, Lance No Pants Rinsel. the reason why he
1: has that nickname is uh, Didn't wear pants. No, he exposed himself to a 10-year-old girl uh, Are you kidding me? November 23rd, 1970. That's insane. He was married to a famous model at the time, too, named Joey Heatherton. I know Joey Heatherton. Uh, yeah. And soon used after to be, that,
0: she separated from him, obviously. Joey Heatherton was huge on, like, the talk show circuit back then. Yeah. She would be on, like, Merv Griffin and all these other shows and stuff. So. That's crazy. Uh, I thought I thought that no uh, pants would
1: be, like, he's just a guy who didn't like pants. And it was a locker room I did too. Joke. That's crazy that it was sexual misconduct. No, he was exposing misconduct.
0: himself to kids. Gosh uh, darn. He, Hank responded Right responds. here on Bois, if he <laughs> Body. Hank responds, "This is a this is a mature episode. Very mature. Uh, Hank, don't let the kids listen to this one. Hank, or make make sure you got pants on when they do." Hank says, uh, <laughs> "See, that's just whoa. it. He's the, <laughs> whoa, Mike. sorry, whoa." <laughs> uh, Hank says, "See, that's just it. He's the quarterback. I bet if the contest was about selling propane, he'd let me do it." Peggy says, "You can do it." And then after we get back to Ireland, we'll put the million dollars in the trust fund so it won't ruin Bobby until after we're dead.
2: And then Hank
0: <laughs> just lays funny. there looking at the ceiling and goes, "I hate Zydeco." And I'm right there with you, Hank. I'm not a big
1: fan. You all like Zydeco? Not a big fan. Well, for of those of you that don't know what like Zydeco it. is, it's a Cajun-based music, and it usually has accordions, spoons, and
0: washboards strapped to someone's chest. Zydeco and uh, what's the other one? Ska. Every one of their songs sound exactly the same to me. I like I just Ska, can't, but I, I can't
1: uh, with it. Zydeco for me is... Uh, I don't know. It's like it wanted to be reggae, but it, and it wanted to be this, and it wanted to be that. It's like reggae jazz. Fu-
0: it's I don't know. It's just weird. It's to just, me, such you can a weird you can music. tell the influences and in all this stuff. Like it sounds, it sounds partially like like Mexican music. Mm-hmm. It sounds partially like German music. Of course, then again, oh, when you polka, get yeah. when you get into like Mexican music, it sounds kind of like polka, and vice versa. I mean, there's a, there's a stem of something here that's in all of them, you know, I mean, there's, there's something there, but, oh my God, every song sounds the same. So now, uh, they're packing up the car to leave. Um, uh, Hank says, where's your bag, Bill? Uh, Bill says, I've decided to stay for a few days. He's out on the porch with all three of these women. Uh, Peggy says, Bill, those women are trying to seduce you. He says, you think so too? I was afraid it was just me, (laughs) 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 not self-aware. She goes, uh, listen to me. Two of these women are widows of the dead Dothrieve sons. They're only related by marriage, so they are in play. But one of them is your flesh and blood cousin. She is your ticket to hell. Bill, overstate much there, Peggy? Uh, Bill says, uh, oh, my God, which one is my cousin? Peggy says, that I do not know. So just to be safe, keep your hands off all three. Bill says, "Oh, I still have a two out of three chance." Which <laughs> good for you, Bill. <laughs> he goes, "I never have those odds." She That's goes, "That's disgusting, though." Think about it. He's, he's sitting there tossing the coin <laughs> whether one of them might be his cousin. She says, uh, "Bill, if you think he goes, goodbye, Peggy." He just interrupts her right in the middle, and he's just like, "Bye, see ya," and he just goes right back to the women. Bobby, however, is over there standing on the side in a light blue suit with a white hat, and he has a cane, and he's fanning himself with his hat, and he goes, well, I need a window seat because this flower is Wilton. That is my favorite is, Bobby of all that, time That's right one there. of my favorite
1: Bobby quotes for sure. You know, I never understood <laughs> this the – flower is Wilton. The, that ain't my purse – uh, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. You, I never mm-hmm. understood why that was such a, I don't know. a popular. Well, he's line. kicking somebody in the groin. That's I probably mean, that's, what it is. Yeah. That's probably where the humor comes from. Yeah. Is the the nut the nut kick. Uh,
0: Alma balls. Um, uh, Hank says, "Oh Lord! All right, everyone in the car now. Go, 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 go." And they all run to the car. Gilbert says, uh, "Have a pleasant journey, and don't be afraid to ask directions for someone who has already been where you think they need to go." And Hank says, what is that supposed to mean? He goes, let Dandy Don Meredith take the throw. Which, what would you do? Which one would you do? Would you well, try to make I the do, throw, or would you let Dandy Don take the throw?
1: Oh, I can't throw for shit, so oh. I'd have Dandy throw. I, I mean, ten, yar- 10 yards. I, uh, it is just 10 yards, I can though. hit a human being in 10 yards, for sure, because, I mean, but I, I just hit in a super specific small hole on a cardboard cutout that's not even really it's probably the perfect size of the ball too with very little Yeah, it's play. like at the it's like at the fair. It's like the fair. It's uh-huh. all rigged. You got to be able to do it. You got to be or a papa shot kind of thing, you know, the basket's the size of the ball. Perfect. Yeah, you got to be really perfect with it. You got to have like the technique yeah. down to get it done because that's what they do. The carnies will hop over the side. Yeah, They'll show you the trick. They'll do it sure. flawlessly every sure. time because sure. they've done practice a million yeah, times. It a million times yeah. And then they'll hop back over and they'll say, "Oh, it's that easy Easy, you can do it just like me. I think uh, I would do what Hank did. I'll go, I would, Daddy,
0: Don. I think I would make the thing and practice until my nuts fell off, and then try to make the throw myself. That's what I would do. I the really only do reason it. why, you think know, I, I would. would do that.
1: Uh, it's tough for me because I'm not very good at throwing a football anyway, but. The guy has not played football.
0: I know in I know. thirty years. But it is so just I ten yards. It'd be different. Yes. It you know you it's see those 10. you see those half court shots to win a car. You see those guys kicking a field goal from the forty yard line or whatever to win a car. Well, I've teenage
1: kids on TikTok alley ooping and throwing know, it over their true. head and doing overhand shots well, like It's
0: because they got nine hours a day. They can just sit there with their phone on, you know, and, and yeah. one time they make it. Yeah, true. All right, so this is the second commercial break. We're going to go ahead and take that, and we'll be right back with you guys. Hey Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. You know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, ooh, dye. Dip- potassium phosphate whatever Sounds that is terrible artificial flavors i don't i can't take artificial flavors a lot of the time yeah, you know i'm not on any taste, flavoring they taste gross. i like i don't like flavors in my coffee i like co- i like the earth and flavor of coffee. i mean i love coffee don't get me wrong i i do love it i just uh, i don't like all that crap in my coffee right yeah no it does that so let me tell you about laird superfoods then uh, they have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood Creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All layered products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, they contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. And everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm-hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives. Uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, if you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it's it's crazy, crazy good uh laird sources high quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on u.s sources whenever possible they aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you they have honest and transparent products and labels Uh, if you try it you won't go back Um, they have functional superfood creamers instant lattes and prebiotic greens They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get a deal on Laird Superfoods, I need you to go to zen.ai BWAAA King of the Hill. So that's zen.ai slash BWAAA King of the Hill. And your offer code there is BWAAA. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You wanna go get some coffee? Mm. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty. Yeah. Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? Oh no. I don't know about you, but like two thirty, three o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called Cure. Cure hydration. Uh, The Cure hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, Uh, That contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. We know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water, powder, powder, and pink Himalayan salt. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO uh that makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences uh the packets that they give you they're convenient they're easy to use you just mix them with water and drink they're perfect for on-the-go travel or anytime you need quick hydration Uh, hydration is more than just drinking water rusty it is uh that's what lauren picasso a lifelong endurance athlete discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank i've known people like that my wife wife drinks so much water it's crazy Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix to make hydration easy for everyone. Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based uh, stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So, are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You, you can try Cure today and feel difference for feel the difference for yourself. Use your code B W A A <laughs> A You're good. For 20% off your order, try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code BWAAA for 20% off your order. Uh, Your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. All right. And we are back. Uh, You know, we were just talking during the break about how this is a very wordy episode. There's a lot of dialogue, a lot of stuff. I think the thing that I like about it is it expands the universe a lot. You know, because you've, oh, yeah. you've built this whole Do Tree thing in Louisiana now. Now we're going to the Superdome. Now Dandy Don Meredith comes in. I just man, love man, it's crazy going from Texas to New Orleans. Yeah, but I'm saying, think about it all the other characters, characters, characters and places yeah. and things that it's, we've introduced in this one. You well, know, not only lot. that, it smart fleshes ass. Bill out. Yeah, smartass. <laughs> it fleshes
1: Bill's character out. If nothing else, you get more. Of an understanding of Bill oh, yeah. and what Bill is about. So Bill came from money, but now Bill's just this derelict bum. I like
0: in this. Oh, he's not a
1: derelict bum. Sorry. He's a United States Army soldier. I didn't mean to say that. That's offensive to some. Oh, he's a but,
0: he's a, but he's a bum at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I like the fact that that we we continue to learn how easily bobby is influenced by whatever it doesn't Everything. even matter if it's yeah, it different from his regular existence he in ireland he, he loves it he yeah. clings to it loves it which is good i like that and, i cannot uh, wait till we go to the satan sucks episode that's my that's one
1: of my favorite oh satan episodes. sucks you like that one Oh, i love it yeah oh you're talking about the uh, that's the the skateboarding church mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i love yeah. that one too yeah skateboarding Hey, listening to your dad's cool. Yeah, he's like you, <laughs> like, you got to listen to your dad. Like that's the. Yeah. It's, I, I like it because it's Knoxville, like the, uh, isn't it? Or yeah, somebody I think like so. Yeah, it's yeah, somebody yeah. like Knoxville, but it's like the antithesis the of
0: skating is what that whole show's about. Yeah. It's like that's totally against skate <laughs> listen culture. Listen to your dad is cool. Listen to your dad is cool. <laughs> All right, so we are at the Superdome in New Orleans, uh, <laughs> otherwise known as the place they took people after the place flooded. Yeah, uh, it, the whole parking lot is empty, so they are early. Uh, and when it first shows, the, we see the sign in front of the, uh, the Superdome, and it says, Alamo Million Dollar Throw, Cowboys versus Saints. Like I say, they're in the middle of a, an empty parking lot. Um, and then we see them go inside, and, uh, uh, well, Hank first sees the sign outside, and you can tell he's just kind of overwhelmed with it. But they go inside, and they are in the – I wrote it down here somewhere. What's it called? It's like the uh, – uh it's the alamo something alamo something room so that you know like um, uh the vip room or something like that oh uh, anyway. yeah with like a sponsor oh here room. it is the alamo hispo- hospitality suite so they're in the alamo ho- hospitality suite uh and then the guy from alamo comes in and goes hank i'd like you to meet uh, don Meredith." uh and don Meredith says so you must be hank Hill." And goes up and uh, uh, shakes his hand and stuff. Don Meredith, everybody, voiced by Don Meredith. Fantastic, that's quite a stretch. Still alive, yeah. He's still alive at this time. Hank says, "Mr. Meredith, I've admired you from your playing days to Monday Night Football to your iced tea commercials." Now, I meant to do All something about the iced tea commercials, and I completely that completely went past me. But it used to be a Lipton iced tea thing where people would would fall backwards into a pool in the commercial, and that was like sensing that you were refreshing or whatever. And I think that's what he's referring yeah. to. You're looking up one of them. Uh, I did actually find it right here. So you've got uh 1982
1: guy with Willard Scott in 86, yeah. 81. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't have a date on yeah, it. He did a buttload uh, of it. 78. So for, the guy was, wow. He was prolific with yeah, the Lipton was.
0: tea. Man, that's crazy. Cause he was their spokesman.
1: That has to be uh that, you know, not only that has to be like one of the earliest instances of uh marketing for like a, a guy from football doing ads and stuff. Like I don't like, know. I mean not Joe, the first, but Joe Namath did the
0: thing with pantyhose.
1: Yeah, but Joe Namath post isn't he after Don Meredith Joe Namath I don't or is it think so. or I are they he, same I, era? He was sixties, I believe. Oh, he was sixties. Yeah, he was late like sixties,
0: so, okay. I think, when the Jets won the last time. The last time the Jets were any good. Uh so uh oh, well they they might be good again soon. Mm. You
1: don't think it's think it's a fluke. It's a, I think, think it's, it's a fluke.
0: No, I just think it's a garbage fire. I think uh-huh. it's a, I think okay. it's a dumpster fire. All right, yeah, it could be. Uh, he says, "Mr. Meredith, I've admired you from your playing days of Monday Night Football to your iced tea commercials." And again, they they were those commercials. where They'd fall back into a pool holding a thing of iced tea. Yeah, which just sullies up your pool. But uh, Don Meredith says, "Well, my mom always calls me Don or Donnie." And Hank says, wow, that's a great story, Mr. Meredith. No, it's not, Hank. You're just <laughs> you're just overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great
1: story. No, goes, uh, 1965 is when he started. So, yeah, know. And then he went to the Rams in
0: 77. So, yeah. yeah, he was around that time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes, uh, sir, this is my wife, Peggy. Peggy says, if you were a woman, I believe my husband would have married you instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> Don Meredith goes, funny how life works out. Well, who's this little future nose guard? And he's pointing to Bobby. Bobby uh, is showing off his smoking jacket and his uh, ascot that he has on now. Yeah. And he goes, look, Don, I'm a dandy, too. He goes, well, you sure are a little sport. <laughs> Hank just like, oh, yeah. Uh, the guy from the Alamo then pipes up and goes, hey, that reminds me, Don, I've got your old jersey for you to wear during the contest. And you just hear him go, yeah, no, nah, I hung that thing up a long time ago, says Dandy Don. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He goes, why don't you let my friend Hank here wear it? and hank says oh i would be honored you got the pants too yeah cowboy metallic blue uh and then uh uh, don just kind of chuckles he goes like father like son and he's referring to bobby with the smoking jacket he pulls out a flower out of the little vase sticks it in bobby's lapel and goes there you go sport uh now we are uh bill is outside now he's pulling those vines off of the grave Yep. Uh, he gets a little startled and goes, Oh, Rose, I was just tidying up your husband's grave. She goes, Oh, you are a sweet, sweet man. He goes, Uh oh, doe Your husband is a doe tree because he sees that it says doe tree on the yeah. thing. And uh he goes, He's he's dead. Uh, and then uh, she goes, "Take me." And he goes, "Okay." And they both fall on the ground and just start making out right there, so in he's had, the, right in front of the grave. Yeah, all in the, the grave. You know, that's
1: probably the most sex. Bill oh tree. He's already had it was like the third instance. It's probably the most sex he's had in probably the, the the nine years since Lenore. Oh, I think it's the most sex he's had
0: in his life. Uh, <laughs> now we're back at the Superdome.
1: Nah, I don't want to say I, we can't. We can't <laughs> say that. He remember he was. We got to remember who Bill is and was before Bill became uh, the b- Bill soft. Dozer? He was a strapping young man. Remember when he came back from the military and saved Hank, and then Hank gets the tattoo, and he was just like this big. Well, he also stole a tank. Sexy man. Universe. Yeah, Mike don't <laughs> like that one, though. No. Mike didn't like that. I didn't like like that. No, no, no. I don't know why Mike did. I, 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 I want to be able to talk to him to find out. That's. I'm just curious as to why he doesn't like the thing. That would be thing. super nice. Yeah. I think that he didn't like I it. I think it's the fact that everything well, happened in a real. year.
0: I think is what it was. Well, more it's not than real, year. though. He likes realism. Yeah, that's he, true.
1: He likes that's the true. slice of life kind of thing.
0: So now we see both Peggy and Hank sitting on a bench. They're in the tunnel that leads out to the uh, to the field. Uh, those tunnels always remind me. Do you remember the Mean Joe Green commercial where he he uh, this kid comes in, and gives him a coke, and he throws him his jersey? You ever yeah. Seen, you ever seen that commercial? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Mean Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always reminds me. Anytime I see those those the tunnels, tunnel, like yeah, it'll that, be it him and he hands that. that kid that coke. Yeah. Uh, Peggy is in a full length yellow dress, which is weird. I, you don't, yeah. don't normally see her like that.
1: Yeah. Speaking of cokes, mm-hmm. I've been on like a weird uh, Mexican Coke kick. Okay uh doing my delivery routes uh summer's hot as hell yeah, i drink a lot of water so by like the end of the day i'm just like so waterlogged from drinking water all day it's supposed to be 108 uh, here this next week yeah i know it was terrible last week it's june it was god awful but uh it was uh uh, one of the restaurants that I serve to, they always ask me if I want a, a drink for free. You know, they give me oh, free really? drinks or yeah. whatever, and I always yeah. take a Mexican Coke. Oh, that's cool. And now they've got me buying pallets of them from Sam's, or not pallets, <laughs> but cases of them. That pure a cane sugar, palette. man. It's Imagine a, a pallet.
0: Oh no, that's a heavy pallet. Number it's a one pallet. Uh, a lot of glass bottles. Hank is wearing the number twelve Dandy Don jersey, and they're both just sitting there waiting for everything to start. Peggy says, "Now's the time to fake an injury if you want to." Oh, great, Peggy. Good, good way to support. Uh, the Alamo guy comes out and goes, "It's halftime, Hank. We're on." He just keeps on walking. He's got a he's got a flip cell phone up to his face. And he goes, "Now it's time for the Alamo beer million dollar throw." Once we get out onto the field, you hear the PA announcer say that uh, they're on the phone uh, or they're on the field uh, with a microphone. Dandy Don is in his fur coat, which he was kind of known for that. Uh, Hank and Peggy are standing right next to the big old beer can. And the guy is saying into the microphone, Alamo beer. I would like to welcome our contest winner, Hank Hill from Arlington, Texas and Dallas Cowboy legend, Dandy Don Meredith. You hear the whole crowd cheer. He goes, what's it going to be, Hank? Are you going to go for the million dollars or are you going to let Dandy Don try it for a hundred thousand? Um, he looks down at the football. He looks at Peggy. He looks at Dandy Don, Don winks at him and Hank says, don't worry, Peggy. Our boy's going to college. And he says to the guy, he goes, I'm going to take the sure thing. He hands the ball to Dandy Don. Uh, and Don goes out to throw the football, doesn't take his jacket off or anything. It's just no, like it's nothing to him, right? He goes out there and uh, he, uh, he throws or he, he, he goes out in his jacket and Hank says, uh, aren't, aren't you going to take off your jacket? Uh, and literally, Dandy Don just comes up, throws it, and misses. It just goes bonk. And then he walks right past him and goes, "Tough break, son." That's the grift, oh, though. That's, that's the also- grift, man. But that's the grift pissed oh yeah no kidding it's like right?
2: i know you i like it's like i know you don't care if i get yeah. his money or not yeah but like could you at least pretend to give a semblance of us of a damn yeah but that's
1: the hidden that's the hidden terms in service he doesn't have to care about you to throw they didn't
0: say so that he had to care well we,
2: we <laughs> find, know, it's like common decency yeah. man well we find no, out right.
0: later why but still it's still not great also yeah, i'm gonna say
2: this now uh i never believed his explanation. I don't believe for a second he was practicing that throw. Yeah. He was just saving face. Yeah. Granted, I, don't doubt I get that. for the context of the episode, we were supposed to just believe
0: him, but yeah. I never did. I don't doubt that one bit. Uh, so uh, we hear the PA announcers say, hey, How about a nice hand for Dandy Don Meredith? And he just starts taking off. Uh, Hank goes, he, he didn't even take off his jacket. I want a do over. I want to do I could have made that throw. Dandy Don's walking off, and he's like, hey, where are you going? You owe my son a college education. Hey, you get back here. And then he tackles Dandy Don on the field. What do you think the moral lesson is for the episode for this,
1: then? What do you think the the tale of morality is? for? Because, you know, every episode's got it. So what would this be? Would it be uh, uh, don't pawn off stuff on other people? Because well, you, nine times out of ten, you can handle it on your own. I think it's more
0: right. of, like, be content with what you have. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, if be you think you about got, Bill yeah. and and uh hank it Mm kind of comes into play for both of them right you kind of be content with what you have okay um all right so we are back at the mansion uh violetta comes in bill's room this is in the middle of the night bill again is in one of those four posters with the with the uh, mosquito netting and stuff he goes uh rose she goes "Uh uh-huh it is violetta uh he goes oh i'm glad you're here can i ask you something she just without a beat goes uh the answer is yes he goes, yeah, I know, but uh, your first. He says, yeah, I know. Till your the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. She goes. He goes. Uh, but your first husband. What's the name on his final resting crypt? She goes. Answer him, Violetta. And this is Lily who's coming the room now. By the way, everybody's in lingerie. Uh, they're all trying to seduce Bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Violetta says, Lily, be gone. It reminds me of uh,
1: the succubuses in yes. Uh, yes in like dracula and uh, well, stuff. Like homer's odyssey or whatever that's you know, true the sirens too. when yeah. they crash against the rocks uh-huh. that's what they're yeah. kind of like they're, they like, are they're trying, like trying sirens, to get
0: him to yeah. crash yeah muses or something from greek folklore and so uh uh rose says this is wrong violetta is your blood cousin guillemay she's lying and one of them says i'm not your cousin she is the other one says you're a liar uh one of them says william He goes, uh, and then Bill says, Rose, we are not alone. Idiot. Okay. (laughs) She can see the other people. Rose goes, yes, I know. She is your cousin. And I mean, at this point, they're all just yelling at each other and fighting. Uh, no she is no she is you hear them shrieking and stuff Mm -hmm. and then they all start fighting each other and they roll up in the netting and just just tumbling over each other just fighting for bill's uh, affection which is nuts this is like an entirely different world this whole like next exchange is so funny so bill reaches over and turns the light on in the room and sees gilbert in the chair and he's like ah gilbert uh he goes Yo, cousin is Violetta. And then here comes Violetta past uh, Robert, and they both just go <laughs> at each the other. <laughs> they both hit each other. Bill says, now, how long you been sitting there? 35 years.
1: 35 <laughs> years.
0: <laughs> that killed me. I love that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines. All right, now we're in a motel with Peggy and uh, Hank uh, and Bobby because uh, this is after the debacle of the ball not going in the hole. Uh, and Hank says, I was a quarterback, and I had a clear path to the end zone, but instead I handed it off to a guy in a fuzzy coat who threw it like a place kicker. Bobby says, I do believe I'll give room service a jangle and have them send up some etouffee. He's still in his smoking jacket and his ascot. And then the next thing you see are the sliding glass windows open up on the uh, on the motel room. Hank's got all of Bobby's clothes and just chucks <laughs> yeah. them. He just, gets, <laughs> right. he just He just chucks them, and Bobby's no. I, believe I mean, or. you
2: figured he'd want Bobby to, you know, dress, you know, I mean, I know not like that, but just, you know, formally, yeah, this a is suit. a
0: line though, man. You know, when he says, I do believe I'll give room service a jangle, send up some etouffee. I mean, that's a too much. We need a shirt oh, yeah.
1: that just has etouffee. It just says the word etouffee. With I'll a take the whole quote, etouffee. man. I'll take the
0: whole quote. <laughs> uh, okay. So now they're packing up the car. Uh, Hank is, and he sees Dandy Don come out of the, the motel, I guess. Uh, and he's hailing a taxi, and Hank says, uh, hey, hold it right there. Don says, uh, what do you want? He goes, an apology. He goes, huh, you're the one who blindsided a quarter, or who uh, blindsided a quarterback at the knees, Hoss. And uh, Hank says, yeah, well, I guess that was unsportsmanlike conduct. I'm sorry, but still, well, here's my point. I would have made that throw. Mm-hmm. Don looks at him and goes, uh-huh. And if and butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So that quote right there is my last little note. Uh, it says it was coined that, that quote candy Mm -hmm. nuts was coined by the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Don Meredith. So it's literally a quote from him. He says uh, uh, he was on Monday Night Football at the time. Howard Cosell said to him, "If Los Angeles wins, it's a big one, but San Francisco will still, but San Francisco is still very much in it." Uh-huh. And Don Meredith responded with, "If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas." So that's where it came from. It came from Monday Night Football.
1: And it's also a derivative of another saying from the 19th century: "If ifs and ends were pots and pans, there'd be no work for tinkerers' hands." There you go. Uh, with the English literature you, degree, you know what it also reminds me of. That's is, what his degrees is in is it literature, oh, wow. or writing, or something. Because he's or journalism. I think
0: is where, one of those English literature journalism thing. He took a lot of writing, as what, you could tell. What it also reminds me of is the uh, Hard Rock Candy Mountain thing by uh, Dolly Parton. The, the that oh, song, Hard Rock yeah. Candy Mountain, or not Hard Rock Candy. She does the Hard Rock uh candy christmas or something like that anyway it, uh, it's yeah. what it reminds me of
1: she also does the best little whorehouse in texas she with burt reynolds and that was whoo boy did. she was smoking back then wasn't she literally <laughs> so, smoking she she's on fire so, yeah, yeah she was hot it,
0: you got it uh he says so fifth and butts with candy and nuts we'd all have a merry christmas and hank says uh i would have he goes all right hoss prove it take us to the super Superdome, super cabbie and so they both get in the cab and they're heading back over to the Superdome. What, what amazes me is what happens at the Superdome, but I'll tell you about that in a second. We're back at the mansion, and Bill uh, and his aunt are in the drawing room. Bill is in trouble, uh, you can tell, because he looks like a dog who just got spanked or something. Uh, and his aunt is kind of cross-examining him, and he goes, she says, uh, Violetta tells me she discovered you in a compromising position with Rose and Lily. Tell me this, were you here to till the soil and nurture the vine, or were you just playing in the garden?" Bill just looks at the floor and goes, play And she says, I think it would be best if you took your leave. He says, uh, can I say goodbye to the girls? He's just trying to, get, <laughs> yeah, he's he's trying to get it one more time. Yeah. Okay, we're back at the Superdome. We're on the field with Don and Hank and the big beer can. And I just wrote down, it's still there? I mean, yeah, they, they had to play a second half of football. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> also, one last thing. Yeah. Bill screwed himself again, as typical. All he had to do was lie. That's true. All he had to do true. was lie. I don't condone using women.
0: Bill is just too Bill he, Don't lie to us. You mate. can say <laughs> one thing about Bill. He is a pure soul. You know, I mean he he he's not gonna lie to you a lot. No, because he's not. he doesn't he just doesn't have the capability. He's of like doing
1: it. uh he reminds me of uh Dopey from the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. Just a real dumb Eeyore maybe Eeyore. Uh, those Well, kind of, maybe yeah, dopey's too kind of happy things. dopey might be too happy
0: <laughs> no i think bill's pretty happy most of the time he's like and then yeah. he'll just start crying uh so maybe. we're back at superdome we're on the field with both of them uh and dandy don says uh 10 yards one shot and uh, hank throws it he makes it and he goes congratulations son you feel better hank says no he goes you know it's not the same there's no fans in the stand there's no pressure and i didn't win a million dollars and, and Dandy Don has some good advice here. Again, not sure that I believe him, but he says, let me tell you something, Hank. What happened yesterday is gone. Maybe you would have made that throw, but you picked me. Hank says, yeah, I picked you, but I thought at least you did have taken off your jacket. He goes, Hank, I practiced that throw all week at home. I even made a 10-foot-tall replica of the Alamo beer can. That's the part that's hard to believe right there is <laughs> yeah, that he yeah, made yeah. a, he made yeah, a
2: like, replica. I doubt he I, 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 no. I, I I'm not expecting him to, like – to break his back for this, but no. like, well, don't the reason tell why I you believe made it, a I cannot problem. imagine. That. Well,
1: you know, yeah. the reason why I believe it is because they're he's kind of like Hank, they're just them Texan. I don't even know if he's well, te- from Texas. But I think I'm gonna prove they're you just wrong, wrong good here. I think I'm gonna yeah, you prove you wrong here, real you quick. Because
0: he goes, uh, I even made a 10 foot tall replica of the Alamo beer can. He goes, it gets cold in New Mexico this time of year, and so I wore my coat. So I don't know if he's originally from New Mexico or what. Yeah. But he does have that Texas accent. I don't He know might that. have retired to New Mexico. That's true. But, That's true. Uh, the heat's better it would on be his bones. If, well, it, it gets cold in the desert, if it, in wintertime, so it, it, it could be. Uh, he says it, it gets cold in New Mexico this time of year, so I wore my coat. I wasn't going to change that yesterday. I didn't want to screw up my throwing motion. Hank is like, huh, well, I had no idea. That probably wouldn't have. Uh, if I had known that, I probably wouldn't have tackled you. He goes, damned if I didn't want to come through for you. I'm sorry I let you down, but you'll be a lot happier if you let this one go, Hank. Hank says, "Uh, I'll never have a chance like this again. And Dandy Don says, nope, you won't. You know, there's something I wanted as much as you wanted, that million dollars. He goes, Don, you have everything. You were a cowboy during the Landry years. I mean, that's enough for Hank right there. He goes, you know, I wanted to go to the Super Bowl. Came close, but it never happened. Never will, and and that's all right. I've never looked back. And Hank says, you know, it's an honor just to be on the field with you, Dandy Don. You know, I built a 10-foot Alamo beer can too, and they start walking down to the to the tunnel. He goes, huh, did you spot weld it or hot glue? He goes, weld, that's the only way to go, hoss. The next scene we see, uh, because Dandy, Don, and Hank have all made up, uh, we see the big sign uh, or the gate up over the entrance, and it says Chateau Del Retrive. Um I'm assuming it said his last name at one point big metal sign and then we it pans down and you see bill just standing there stupid grin on his face in the rain with his with his uh uh his suitcase and uh the minivan pulls up uh peggy puts the window down she goes nice weekend bill he goes yep both of them and (laughs) and that's it we get to the credits bill got uh bill got him some and uh, uh bill was treated like uh like royalty almost. I mean, he was he was something else. The last
1: of his kind. And apparently uh, when Gilbert croaks, uh, Bill seems to to, to to benefit from that. Like, he does. Like he's going to get a lot of money. And I, I hope they revisit this in the uh, – the, I'm not going to call it that a That would be nice. continuation of the show. That would be it's nice. it's not a reboot, yeah. so you guys know. It's like with Futurama. Everybody keeps saying they're rebooting it. And I'm like, well, a reboot insinuates it's not the, not same. the same producers. Mm-mm. It's not the same creators. It's not the same – Pretty much all the same people that had everything to do with the first stuff. That's right. I'm sure there's different people now, but yeah. most of well, most of be. it, you know, sure. most of the original uh, so, the original cast. But I want to let you all know how unprecedented that is. Unprecedented it is in television yeah. uh, experience for a show to be revived and brought back as many times as Futurama. They've tried to kill it so many times, but the fans will not let that. Some I'm of not a die. huge
0: Family Guy fan anymore, but it, they're, they're right up there with Futurama. it, too. They've been killed a bunch. No, oh, I'm saying Family, oh, guy, Family guy also. Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: family guy got killed a couple of times and revived, yeah. The only one that, like, again, I said, and I'll, I've said it a hundred times, uh, the Cleveland show was shit. It only yeah. lasted four seasons, yeah. and it took out a show that lasted for 13 seasons and had such a cult following that uh, we have a podcast, right? That's right. Yeah.
0: That's right. We get the credits, and then after it we go, uh, we hear Hank one more time say, wow, that's a great story, Mr. Meredith a great story and that's it man that's we it. Uh, we are moving on to season 4 episode 7 next time uh, Rusty you want to tell them where they can find us uh, you can find us at B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H
1: dot com or it. at
0: RogueMediaNetwork.com
1: as well we're over that away a lot of uh, stuff there We're working on some stuff. July, we should uh, roll out Patreon. We're working on uh, content ideas and stuff for that and what we could do. If you have any ideas, suggestions, uh, uh, insults, whatever you want to send in, uh, send it (laughs) to bwaakoth at gmail.com or info at roguemedianetwork.com. or you could
0: email me at i don't care at net. <laughs> no, i'm just kidding we uh uh a friday coming up we've got a uh, another uh uh some more fan listener stuff. email yeah, yeah uh, you nutcases keep emailing us this those. is uh this is a response uh, in the uh, Crazy Eyes era quote. So I'm, I'm looking was, forward to that. Wasn't that from the last episode? Yeah, it was from the last, the uh, last Friday listener. episode. Yeah, this is Chris. like his, uh, his this, rebuttal. This is his explanation for it, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit of a long one, but uh, we'll see you again next time. Wimitanya! Wimitanya, indeed.